Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the DestroPods.com video games podcast. As always, I'm your host, the Dead Man. Over today, we have Alex. And that's all you're getting today. Yep, uh, no caveman this week. Uh, he is doing some nerd shit, like trying to produce a web show or something. I don't fucking know. Well, good for him. Some fucking loser dork shit. I don't. Who cares? But yeah, you got us. Still rolling deep. Well, not you that deep because I only really played one thing. And, and not talking about Persona Five anymore. Nope, we are done talking about Persona Five for the next couple of years until they release fucking Persona Five Platinum or some bullshit. Until they re- Persona Five Crimson. That's what they think it's going to be called. Okay. Get ready for the dancing game. That's coming. Hopefully I'll get a PS4 release and not just PS Vita. I mean, it Actually, that, I mean, it should, it should they reserved a bunch of do- they reserved a bunch of domain names for uh, for a dancing game for five and a dancing game for three and Q2 and Five Arena and some other five spinoff. Yeah, that all sounds about right. They they haven't actually done anything. They just they just reserved the website. They also reserved the website for Persona Six through Eight. I think. I mean, naturally, when Persona yeah. when Persona Six comes out in twenty twenty five, they say it's going to be out sooner this time. <laughs> they don't have to worry about their company going bankrupt. Yeah, actually, with Persona Five out, they are pretty much set for the next few years. Yeah, pretty much. Well, anyways, I'm talking about Persona they Five. E- they weren't even sure. They weren't even sure if it's going to sell t- well too. I guess they should have been. Wait, they were they were unconfident. They were incompetent. They were they weren't sure about Persona Five. No, they had no idea what was going to happen. <laughs> How did the rest of those Persona games do? Actually, I I'm actually curious about that. I haven't looked up sales numbers for any of the Persona Four spinoffs. Uh, they all did good, but Five did the best out of all of them, pretty much. That's not surprising, but I was just wondering, like, why it was they were worried about fifth. Was it just like, hey, we got these new characters? I nobody, we don't know if people are going to fucking reject this and head back to the beat dimension. It was, it was more like it, it, it took them forever. They weren't sure. They, they, they had to do a lot of. There was a lot of problems in the scenes. They, they weren't sure if it was going to work out or not. They were a little nervous. Well, I guess they took a gamble then, and it paid off. No, it. it it definitely paid off now. Unfortunately, what the lessons well, the, the industry will take away from this is people want more sequels, goddammit! Or maybe maybe they'll think people want more turn-based RPGs. Since, <laughs> just about, uh, since just about everything is trying to get away from that formula. Oh, honey. That's yeah, like, like Final Fantasy... The, the problem, the lesson problem, like fucking look at look at what's been happening with fucking survival horror. Like that has had a fucking renaissance lately to the point where some triple A fucking developers are putting out for real Z survival horror games, and everybody in the industry still thinks survival horror is a dead genre. Pretty much. So, yeah, fucking bravely second is going to be is fucking doing gangbusters some bullshit. I don't fucking know. Same thing with Persona Five, and then. Everybody's gonna be like, you know, what people want more Kingdom Hearts, like Kingdom Hearts style games, not actual Kingdom Hearts, because like, fuck that, that genre's dead. I mean, that that fucking franchise is dead. Oh, 
until yeah, until PSP three comes game. out. Did you know that that PSP game was actually pretty good. I know, but uh, people people in charge of video games are shitheads. No, Square Enix just can't get their act together. But you know, yeah. But speaking of people in, people in charge of video games. I played a video game that was sent to me by somebody in charge of making a video game. And what was it called? It was called Dead Cells. So I showed Dead Cells is in Dead Cells or Dead Cells is in like a cell of people. Dead Cells as in uh like a cell, like a prison cell. Oh. That I didn't expect. Yeah, so well uh, actually. Yeah, so just uh for the in the interest of full disclosure, uh, I did contact the developer of this. Um, I believe it's Motion Twin about this game, and they did supply a copy. Uh, the game is currently in early access. So I'll be playing a bit more of that, maybe making a video or two about it. Just like say, hey, this is this thing that's happening, and then when it gets a full on for realsies release, I will do a full review of it because I don't really feel right reviewing early access shit. Just say one thing. Is it about prison cells that kill you? Not really. Oh, okay. So it's not a literal title. Okay. No, it is That's not. That's all I wanted to know. No, it is not literal cells of dead people. I thought it's just like the, like the death note only. It's the death cell. Like you go into the cell and then you die. Well, that's just dumb. I'm sure somebody's done it somewhere. I mean, probably, but that's not what this is about. So the death room. So the game the is so the game is described as a roguevania, which is to say I, a roguelike. I think I with Metroidvania elements. Oh, okay. And yeah, so you are you play as a you play as a person who is dead, whose head is replaced by some weird sentient slime thing. Yeah, that I didn't expect. That's a new one. Yeah, so you get uh, you get weapons. You start out with uh, daggers, and then you get a bow and arrow or a shield. And what's weird is the shield is a sub weapon. So playing on controller, like it's you know X to attack, but then you, then you hit Y for your sub weapon, which is either a you know bow and arrow or just pulling up a shield. No shield bash. I don't think I don't think it's bash. I think it's actually just guard. And yeah, so you just make your way through uh, this prison kind of area, get out into the world, and then I always die because I'm very bad at video games. So the game's all done in um, you know pixel art graphics. Uh, it it looks pretty good. There's actually a fair amount of animation going into this uh, that I didn't really expect. Like just kind of idling. The character does have a like fair amount of movement to him. The world itself is. Pretty detailed with the pixel art. Uh, it does remind me in like certain frames of it of a of like hyper light drifter kind of thing. Yeah. Just without like the level of like detail and pomp behind hyper light drifter. Okay. Because because hyper light drifter, you fucking run through that thing, and it is like there was so much goddamn detail put into every fucking aspect of that world. This doesn't really have that. This does feel this being that it is a roguelike and the area like changes every single time you go through it. 
it's a lot of prefab. It's a lot of prefab elements that they, that they just kind of have to keep reusing over and over again. But like I said, it's just came out in early access like last week. So presumably they'll be updating the game as it goes along. Uh, they said in the store page they're thinking like they're hoping to have it on um, early access for the next like eight to ten months in order to help finish the development of it. So I guess it's not coming out for a while. Eight to ten months, they said. Hmm. Is their goal, is their hope. Yeah, like gameplay wise, it's gameplay wise it works, it's a it works out fine. Like there is a weirdest thing that they kind of added to it was like a slam. So it has standard, you know, attack, motion, movement, jumping stuff. But if you jump in the air or if you're in the air and you hold down and jump, you'll actually like slam into the ground, causing a little shockwave to burst out from you. Yeah. Which you actually used to like fucking Mario enemies to death. Which is. It took me a little bit to actually figure Fun. out what that was. I just. I, I wasn't really paying attention to what I was doing at that time, so I just like. Would randomly be holding down and hit jump and. Then just slam into the ground to not really know what happened until I started like actually experimenting with it when I killed the person by doing that. And so as you kill enemies, uh, you you absorb their souls. Ah, yes, good old soul absorption. You yeah, get and when powers you, from it. Yeah, and when you clear an area, you go to this uh, like weird looking um, like lab kind of place. <laughs> We're able to upgrade weapons, uh, get new, buy new weapons and stuff using the souls of the enemies. And you're not allowed to leave until you spend every one of your souls, even if you don't have enough to upgrade or buy anything new. So, so what you, ha- how do you bu- how do you buy something if you don't have enough to do anything? Uh, it's there's a meter. So instead of like, so instead of buying it, like, hey, I'm going to give you these ten souls, and you give me this thing. It is, oh, you have to fill up this meter with ten souls, and then it fucking goes. And meter progress and that stuff carries over into the, your next playthrough. See, so yeah, it's not a full rogue like it's a they. I think it's a rogue light is the is the word for it, where like you restart and the level uh, and like the level design changes, but you carry over some elements like you know weapons and stuff like that. But in this, you carry over upgrades. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's fun. Oh, until they okay. get really more stuff out there, or until I play more of it and see a bit more of it, because I haven't played that much of it. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard for me to like actually talk about it because at this point, Metroidvania and roguelike are. Just like fucking non-descriptors for video games now, like especially indie games. Because for it's a like while, Castlevania. Oh, okay. Yeah, because like for that a while, for a while, they're like indie games were all like either first-person survival horror or like third-person platformers, and well, not not third-person, like a fucking two D side-scrolling platformers, and that was it. It wasn't until like we started getting into the later part of things where they actually started like adding things to it. So it wasn't just, yeah, it's another one of these fucking things. But at this point, Metroidvania and roguelikes are, yeah, it's another one of these fucking things. So until I get deeper into that shit. How long did you play it for? 26 minutes. 
Well, that should be enough to get... No, no, it's not. That's usually not even enough to get through the prologue these days. Yeah, I... uh, In the 26 minutes, I got to the Promenade of the Condemned, the second area. Made my way a bit through that, like, with uh, their... Once you get in, once you get into like the second area, they start adding things like more things like platforming puzzles or like platforming challenges. Like they'll have you know the spikes sticking out random walls and shit. They have to you know bunny hop over or some shit. Uh, get throwing knives, get new enemies that are able to attack you from further. They can like blink behind you. Um, more like environmental puzzles, well, environmental puzzles, like environmental things happening. Um, elite enemies that you can fight. Uh. Yeah, I stumbled upon an elite enemy. Like it was that was a this weird like kind of shrine thing underground. I just ran up to it, hit a button, and then an archer popped out that said "elite" over. It's like, oh, this is this probably won't be that hard, right? And then I just fucking immediately died. Surprise! Yeah, so I'm gonna be playing a bit. So I'm gonna be playing more of this, uh, getting more of a feel for it, and but when it, when it actually releases for realsies. I'll do a full write-up on it. So, yeah. Yay. And that's all I got. Because I was kind of banking. That's all you got for this yep, week? because I was kind of okay. banking on WB sending me a copy of fucking Injustice 2 in order to play something because I don't really have any money to buy anything else. Which really sucks because there's a really good Humble Bundle out right now. And that, that sometimes things don't work out. Yeah, the fucking new Humble Bundle, you pay 13 bucks and get Owl Boy. As well as uh, Ziggurat, Windward, Stormworld Heist, Kentucky Route Zero, uh, Goat Simulator, Goatee, and Beholder. They made a sequel to Goat Simulator? Uh, no, I think it's just a Game of the Year edition. Oh, okay. They made a, I didn't know, I, say, I don't think you can really, I think it's kind of lost its charm after, you know, you get to be a goat. Yeah, uh, yeah, the the uh, the goat E thing is uh is just game of the year edition, which includes the soundtrack, the goat Z expansion pack, the payday expansion pack, and the waste of space expansion. Hmm. Okay then. Goat Simulator got weird. I'm pretty sure it got weird like the instant you started playing it. It got weirder. Really? How weird? There's a payday DLC pack for it. Do you do you run around it with as goats with guns? I'm actually just checking what that I, what this, what this thing is. I mean, I'd play it. I'm I'm looking at a trailer of it, and there's a flamingo rolling up to a goat's house who's lounging in his backyard. Yeah, and it's a goat wearing a fucking payday mask. Huh. As they're robbing a bank. How are they shooting things? Don't worry about it. That's not an answer. Yeah, I know. I'm looking at uh, There's a camel. Uh, you can use the camel to just, like, spit at a dude super hard and kill him. I guess that works. And you spit, like, lasers or something. Ah, stupid laser camels. I hate when they show up. The flamingo probably, like, kicks people or, like, pecks their dick off or something. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. This is just... This is just weird. Oh, yeah, and then there's a dolphin in a wheelchair. 
Dolphin appears to be the getaway driver. And then a goat, who's called the Enforcer. Goat. Oh, of course. I... I don't know what I expected, really. Yeah, I... Neither do I. I don't think I was expecting that. Anyway, that's all I got. I really want to play Owlboy. Anyway. What do you got? Okay, well, first off, I did play Persona 5 one final time just to get all the confidence on a new game without having the new game plus. All the confidence. So I spent on the confidence, yes, those 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 dudes. Again, so like, I spent through It's like I got super confident playing that game. My guts is like ridiculous, right. dude. No, well, I I started from scratch cuz I wanted to see if I could do it without the social bonuses from a, a carryover. Sped through all the dialogue Went through it, got it all done. Didn't even defeat, didn't even defeat the final boss again. As soon as I got like the the final Igor level up, I'm like, okay, good, done. <laughs> I just want to make sure I could do it. Just I have completed this game now. I'm going to not play it again for two months. Not gonna play it again for. Oh, I'll probably I'll probably play it again in a month or two. Yeah. I played Persona Four like twenty times. And it's various editions. So, after that, I got a new series of RPGs I've never played before called Trails of Cold Steel. From the Trails of series, which is not like the Tales of series at all. And it's, yeah, it's, totally it's not. really not. No, it's, it's really not. I mean, aside from it being, you know, your typical JRPG fantasy land. It's uh, Tales of has a real time battle system where you basically run around and do manual hits, and this is kind of like a, it's kind of like a tactical one where like, even though it's a random battle, like you can move around the grid kind of like uh, Grandia. If you ever played that, you probably haven't because I don't think you've played nearly as many JRPGs as I have. You are cutting out every other syllable, dude. I am. Yep. Okay, hold on. Maybe drop down the, uh, maybe drop down like the noise floor. All right. How's that? Better. I think. Okay. I I switched to push to talk, so I'll just hold down the button the whole time, I guess. Yeah, that's probably better. Like it it seemed like what was happening was the noise floor was a bit too high. You get, you do get fairly quiet when we're talking like this. Oh, okay. We're using Discord, right, everybody. Just, yeah, Discord does not like me at all. No, it don't. All right, I'll just I'll just hold my finger on the G button for the the whole thing. It's okay. You, you could just go into fucking right. voice. You could just go into voice activity and like drop the noise floor significantly. I tried that. I don't think it helped. I'll mess around with it when we're done. Okay. Anyway, what well, what was the last thing before I cut out? What was I saying? Talking about Trails of Cold Steel. Trails of Cold Steel. Part of the so, Legend of Heroes series. Yes, that is correct. There's Trails in the Sky, which I haven't played. And there's another one that never came out in... I don't think it came out in the West at all yet. And then there's Cold Steel 1 and 2, which I got both copies because they both lead into each other. And it's suspiciously like Persona. 
in that you go to a school, except you don't go to Japanese high school, you go to the Thor's Military Academy, where you basically learn how to be a JRPG character. Naturally. You, yes. You need a lot you need a lot of post secondary education for that. Yes. They, everybody everybody shows up with their own ridiculous weapon. The main character uses a katana. Naturally. His his friend uses a sword that's way too big for her to wield. And so on and so forth. So I haven't gotten too far into it yet, but uh, basically, yeah, it, it's kind of like Persona, except like it's Persona Light, which means um, basically there's a calendar, but it skips ahead a lot. So it's like I think only just about every only every Sunday you pretty much get. Otherwise, it's usually plot controlled. Okay. So, yeah, it's, it's not quite like Persona where you get every day, but it's just like, hey, here's class. Here you are in class. Now go there and now go that. I mean, even, even, Persona, doesn't, even Persona doesn't get every day. Well, yeah, I know, but I, I've only gotten like a handful of actual days where I can run around and talk to people and do bonding events, which is totally not social links. Yeah, totally not. It's, it's confidants. No, it's bond events. <laughs> Big difference. Tactical links. I mean, it does, it helps you up with your partnership in battle, and it only works with party members, there's no, like, random, I th- I think the only, the only characters not in your party that, like, you can associate with is the teacher and this other random girl from school. Oh, yeah. And I'm pretty sure they both become playable characters in the second game anyway. I mean, Probably. Yeah, well, from what I've from what I've read, like the second game just gives you a ton of uh, just drops a metric ton of characters onto you, in addition to everyone from the first game. <laughs> Not only that, I haven't gotten there yet, but another reason I wanted to play this game is because there's mechs in it. I mean, it's and called Cold Steel. Yes, it is. I'd expect there to be so, some level of mechs in it. Yeah, well, the mechs don't show up until. Later on in the game, apparently, there's only one that the main character gets. And it's kind of like Xenogears, one of my favorite JRPGs, where it has its own special mech turn-based kind of combat system. But I haven't gotten there yet. And from what from what I've read, because I did a lot of research on this series, because I like to research my games before buying them. And also, I didn't have the means to play it when it first came out. Naturally. So, uh, yeah, so from what, from what I've read... Pretty much, th- part one is pretty much mech-free. It shows up at, like, the very, very end, right before the cliffhanger. But the second game is when you get to use the robot a lot. The mechs, don't, like the mechs cool- don't really open until, mechs don't really open up until 20 hours in. Yeah, no, the mechs don't really open up until the second game. <laughs> and, like, the la- I think they're, like, the mechs show up the last 10 minutes of part one. And you use it, like, twice, and then the game ends. Well, they, at least they make you work for it. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It looks like fun, and uh, from what I've seen, it has a fairly interesting political story <laughs> for a JRPG. Anyway, does it turn out the politics it's, are actually Satan? Uh, no. Are they using no, the no, metaverse? Nobody, to, are they using the metaverse to cause mental shutdown incidents in order to become the leader of Japan? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> No, they're just they're uh, 
There's basically there's three countries on their continent, and you're in the only country that still uses an elitist class system where there's nobles, and then there's the peasants. Oh, it's like a great fucking country. Yes, it is. They and pretty pretty much like like every other every other guy is pretty much like, hey, you know those other countries that don't have this elitist class system? Maybe we should you know get on board with that. Yeah, come on, like and of course, hey, come on, like in in that. Like in the in those in those other systems, like fucking a hundred like a hundred centimeters is a meter, not that weird fucking thirty six inches into a yard shit. Yeah, because there's there's like there's this one 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 of the the she's the one of the characters is basically like related to the I guess the Gates family of Cold Steel, and that she's like a rich she's from a rich tech company. And she has more money than like half the nobles in the school, but they still don't like her because she's not technically a noble, even though you're richer than me. <sighs> good old, uh, good old fantasy. Good old rigid class, class structure. Yeah, but in Cold Steel, you play as Class Seven, which is special in this school of seven classes. Class seven had never existed before this year because it's it has commoners and nobles and people from outside the country all mixed into one class. Because usually the nobles get their rich, ritzy class and the peasants get the poor, beat up school building. Most are orthodox. So, yes. And so, and there's the, you know, there's the, the rich, stuck up guy in the class. And then there's this one guy who's like the son of a working class politician who's like, we can't trust those nobles. They're all stuck up and drink their tea. Grr, I hate this guy already. Is his dad Bernie Sanders? His, his dad is basically, his dad is basically um, anime Bernie Sanders. <laughs> he's, he, he's like, why are you, t- he's like, why are you looking at me when you're the son of the governor and live in as, as rich a mansion as the rest of us? He's like, well, yes, it's true. I am the son of the governor, but my father got where he got into his position through hard work. Whereas you were just born into it. Oh, da, 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 da. Bernie Sanders' hair Literally, is already kind of crazy. I would hate to see what anime Bernie Sanders' hair looks like. I'm surprisingly normal, but I mean, this all this guy has done is like, literally every every scene this guy is in is, is like, I hate nobles. Let me tell you why in ex- extravagant detail. Yeah, you give, them, you give them a fucking inch, they take a mile. So you yeah, so you, so then, you let him fucking say that shit once, and then he's just like, "Oh, they must always want to hear about my political views." Yeah, and then there's, and then the the one girl's like, "You know, I'm a, I'm a noble too, right?" And this is after like she's been nice and supportive to him for like an hour into the game, and he's like, "Oh, uh, crap." Well, fuck you too, then, bitch. Yeah, no, no, no. I'll see he, you on he, Tuesday. He's nice to her, but he's 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 still nice to her because he's like, "Oh, um, okay." I guess you're. I guess you're. You're the only okay noble then, because you were nice to me. Does like, d- does he take does he take like that weird like a uh, one black friend approach with her? It's like, hey, I'm not classist. I have a best friend who's a noble. Pretty much, <laughs> just to justify all of his race, just to justify all of his classism. He's he's like most nobles suck, but she's okay. But all the other nobles suck, and he's like, yeah, you're not really helping yourself there. And he's like, ah, oh, whatever. In fact, that's been the majority of the game thus far. I've only played like two or three hours. Is, is this one guy? His name is Matthias. Oh well, two or just, two or three like, hours into an RPG is like twenty minutes. That's true. Yeah, I know it's it's a long game, but I mean, just like literally every 
it's either the teacher being ridiculous and making you run around campus for her, or this one guy showing up and t- telling you about how much he hates nobles. Okay, the teacher is a girl. I teacher's a woman. I just I didn't I wasn't sure about the read on that. No, 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 no. The teacher's a woman. All right, can you pork? I think you might be able to because she is the one character that's not in your party. Well, I think she's in your party for like five minutes in part one, but then joins for good in part two. And apparently you can because she gets bonding events, and I'm assuming that's how it's going to end. Yeah, I'm assuming like she gets fucking like level eight and then just, hey, you want to fuck? I mean, that's how it works in Persona. Yeah, and loading icon has little hearts popping out of it. Yeah. That was a really dumb touch. Well, you know. I kind of like it, but it's just really dumb. You spent he, well. That, that how else do you how else do you indicate you spent a long time with him or with them? The level you know, of your confidant. S- spent a long time. You spent a long time with this character. Wait, you had wait. a long night. So I'll know more about Cold Steel when I finish it. But in the meantime. In the meantime, while I was waiting for this to ship, I played a, another old noble fantasy game called uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, which came out for the PS1 and was later re-released on the PSP with a much, much, much better translation. Right, that. I uh, forgot about that yes. game. Which one? Uh, Tactics. Tactics, yes. Well, the War of the Lions was the PSP version, and it makes the dialogue all Shakespearean. Verily. Verily, which is kind of an improvement, because Final Fantasy Tactics was like, it was one of those early PlayStation games when they didn't really think anyone cared, so the translation was pretty terrible. Like, one of the first lines in the game is like, yeah, don't blame us, blame yourself or God. And then the, the PSP version changes it to like, to like, I'm sorry, but Tis your birth and faith that wrong you, not I, or something like that. So the PSP version is unfortunately not really optimized. There's a lot of slowdown and everything, but it, the translation makes a lot more sense because some of the stuff was just flat out like incomprehensible. So anyway. It start it it's it's it uh it's about the story of the quote lions war, lion war, which uh, basically uh, there's two princes they want they both want to become king. So they get pet lions and start a fighting tournament. You know, no, they don't have they don't have pet lions, but one guy one guy is called the white lion and one guy is called the black lion. I'm not really sure why. I think it's because of their crest or something. And uh, according to history, this one peasant called Delita heroically took the throne, even though he was a commoner, and heroically killed both the kings and brought everything into a happy age of prosperity. But then the game starts with this one guy saying, actually, he was kind of a jerk, and the real hero is this one guy who was barely in history because he was a disgraced double. And he's the main character named Ramza. And he's from... He's he's the only nice guy in a house of scheming nobles, basically. Naturally, also his father like, was 
Keep well, his, that, father, keep his father was a nice guy too, but he dies before the story begins because his son killed him <laughs> with poison. Wait, what? Yes, his, his his son fed him a poisonous mushroom that basically made it look like he just got sick over the course of two years and eventually died. So is this a different son than the good guy? Yes. Okay. He, the, yes, the guy. Yeah, oh no, the guy. The guy has. Uh, there, there's three sons. There's the good. The youngest is the good guy. His name is Ramza. He's the protagonist. The middle guy is like kind of, sort of a decent guy, but like he he doesn't want to go against the low. Okay. So you know he'll he'll do whatever he's told to do, and the eldest is the evil one who he killed his because his basically because his father could have taken the throne, chose not to, and he's mad because he wanted to be king one day. Okay. So yeah. He I, the, so you just, he, you, yeah, 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 no, no, no. Sorry, so really, so he, really so I was like, yeah, it's this guy. He's the real hero. He murdered his dad, but... Yeah, no, 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 no. So, uh... So he killed his father, but you don't find this out until the game is almost over. Naturally. And, yeah, and he took over. He, he's now the head of the household. And they get about to uh, basically murdering and backstabbing the two princes as they try to basically become king. Meanwhile... It turns out the evil church, the evil church has been manipulating this war from the start because they basically want the peasants to get so fed up with the nobles to don't like them that they'll go to the church and the church can rule the country instead. I think that was an actual plot in a manga I was reading. It probably was. So chapter one, you're a, you're a basically, you're a knight squire and uh, you're, Helping to clean up the scraps of a war that started before a war that started and just ended shortly before the game began. It's not really important to the grand scheme of things, really, except that occasionally a few angry guys show up and they're like, "Hey, we fought in that war before the game started, and we're mad, girl." So, um, while you're doing so, basically, these angry peasant soldiers uh, kidnap Delita, who is. The guy who history says is the good guy. He's Ramses. He was Ramses' childhood friend. He's in your party for the first chapter, and uh, basically, you just try to help the noble household clean up uh, your part of the country. But his sister, who was also one of the relative, he was she was helped kept in their household. She gets taken, kidnapped, and the evil brother basically orders the soldiers to kill her along with the the terrorists rather than uh, compromise because she's not really a noble. Which is your first hint that he's kind of a jerk. Real, real heavy on the classism this week. Yes, I know. Was that like intentional or just so, a happy accident? No, I just, I played, I just played tactics because uh, I was thinking, basically Persona 5 made me think of playing FF Tactics again. <laughs> Not not because not because of classism, but just because I was like, I was like, man, Akechi betrays you. And then I just thought about all the various traitors throughout Final Fantasy, and I was like, Delete is actually an interesting case. I think I'll play FF Tactics again. Wait, your mind didn't directly go to Young Detective? No, 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 no. Didn't go. Didn't go to Young Detective. It went to Traitor. M- maybe well, think of well, Kane. The, who the Young Detective was the traitor. I know. In like both situations where a young detective could apply to Persona. That's true. 
Well, no, Naoto didn't portray you. Yes, but Young Detective did. That's true. For those who don't know, in Persona, the bat, oh, right. Persona 4, yeah, the yeah, bad yeah. guy, Adachi, is, is initially described as Young Detective. Yes, Young Detective. He's not that. He's not a kid. He is comparatively young. I mean, he's he's younger compared to Dojima, but he's still like 30 years old. Yeah, Dojima's like in his 40s. Um, Adachi is like in his like mid-20s. You know, just just old enough, but old enough to you know not be a high schooler, which means you're effectively not important unless you're evil. Yep, old enough to know better, but young enough to not care. Yep. So anyway, since Delita's sister was killed by the noble army because they didn't want to negotiate for a peasant hostage, he decides he's going to become king. Naturally. So he, so he semi kind of sort of betrays you, but not really. And by that, I mean. He runs off and never joins your party again. But he never actually fights against you and doesn't actually try to kill you. <coughs> he just he basically he just does his own thing on the side and occasionally he shows up to help you out, but he's like, No, I'm not gonna help you, I'm doing my own thing. I'm gonna be king. And he basically manipulates he manipulates Ramsay to kill a bunch of his enemies for him, but he doesn't actually want Ramsay to die himself. Which makes him kind of morally interesting. Okay. So, so meanwhile, Ramza decides to also leave his family, but he's going to do the right thing and be the hero and save everybody, but without backstabbing and being evil. How'd that and work out for him? He gets his well. Let's see. He 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 gets as far as like the corrupt church, and uh, the one cardinal, one of the highest people in the church, tries to kill him. So he kills the cardinal instead, <laughs> and then he gets and then he gets branded as a heretic. Damn man. So so for for the for for the entire second half of the game, you have basically Templars jumping out of the woodworks trying to kill you for heresy. And uh meanwhile his his sister Ramza also has a sister who is she is a, she's also a noble, so they actually tried to save her. And uh she gets kidnapped by the church because they want to use her to like channel some demon or something again Um, naturally naturally yeah so his secondary quest is to save his sister meanwhile delita can't save his sister because his sister is dead so question uh you mentioned you described them before as an evil church so is the church like like putting on a face of like hey we're the good guys but they are actually evil or is it a straight up like evil church like they like they've had their fucking sunday sermon and it's like all right now who's going to sacrifice their baby today no, 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 no. It's, it's a good church on the surface. They just, they want, they basically, they want to, they want to take over the country and turn it into a religious state. Peace be upon you. Hail Dagon. Yeah. No, 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 no. They, they don't. But a few guys in the church are actually demons. But you know, like the you actual do. head of, but, but the actual head of the church doesn't know this. So is he being manipulated by the demons, or is he just like straight up like, "Hey, yeah, demons are cool, dude." No, no, no. He he has no idea they even exist. He he thinks that he thinks <laughs> that like he he thinks that like his right hand man is a, is a straight up Templar doing the Lord's work. But the instant he leaves the room, he's like, "Okay, fellow demons, let's talk about our plan to raise our dark god." Wait, so he doesn't believe that demons exist, but he's still like part of a full on religion and like believing that religion. So, so does he only believe in like half of it? 
he believes he believes that um he believes in he believes that one of the the demon gods was like basically Jesus except they weren't actually Jesus they were evil and they just muddled the story throughout the years oh okay okay wait 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 so yeah 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 I know this was going to confuse you so he is the leader of a church who does not believe yes. in demons but worships the essentially demon Jesus despite the fact that he doesn't believe demons exist. Yes. He thinks he he thinks he thinks he was he thinks he was a holy saint like sent from the heavens, not a demon. But basically. If he, but if he doesn't believe demons exist, then why does he believe in the other thing? Like they're kind of intrinsically tied. All right, well maybe maybe all right. Maybe he does believe the demons exist, or at least exist in hell. He, he just he doesn't know that like they're possessing his men and like secretly pulling the strings in the background. So maybe he does believe demons exist. He just doesn't realize that like you know they're actually in his backyard. He thinks that like that's that, that, he that, thinks it, it, that that's like somebody standing on a hilltop praising the sky and believing that nothing exists below where his feet are. Pretty much like he. He believes it's it's a lot like it's basically like a fantasized world of the Catholic religion, you know, like there's heaven. But Catholicism believes in demons. Yeah, I know, but they don't really they don't they don't believe that like demons are secretly controlling the world. At least I don't think they do. Do they? I don't think they believe God's secretly controlling the world either. I think they're just like, hey, yeah, God's cool. Let's fucking go there when we die. Not like, oh, yeah, God is fucking like hitting people and like fucking turning their brains to go. Yeah, I should do this. Yeah, no, no. Well, that's what he believes. He's just like, I think he's like St. Ajora was like the Messiah and we should all aspire to like go to heaven when we die and lead righteous lives, except he really just wants to control the country. And he believes in the demons, but he doesn't realize that like they're actually, you know, on earth possessing his men. He's Hanging just like, oh him. yes, the demons, the demons in the stories. And if, if you lead a sinful life, you'll go to hell and they'll have their way with you. Not like by, not like they're, they're, not like, you know, but my trusted advisor is actually a demon himself or possessed by a demon because he wasn't always a demon. He believes in demons in a spiritual sense, not a physical sense then. Basically, yeah. That's, okay. That's basically what it is. Okay. I guess just, that's, yeah. So no, no, he, <laughs> he doesn't not believe they exist at all. He just doesn't think that like we're there in the midst of a demonic invasion. Okay. That is, that, that, that clarifies things. Okay. I'm glad I, I'm glad I could clarify things. So anyway, it'd be really dumb. Just like a guy full on, like praising, praising some fucking like ancient deity. And then everyone's like, oh, there's a demon over there. You fucking dumbass. Demons don't exist. No, no. Wow. In like full pope I think, gear. So, I think, I think, I think, I think someone says to them and he's like, he's like, please, the de- demons don't encroach in the, ro- in the realm of the living or something. I don't okay, know. Okay. Th- that makes more sense. Yeah, so like yeah, I think someone tries to tell him he doesn't he doesn't not like demons don't exist, but like demons can't do that. It's like demons, I know demons better than you Shaw, do. you fucking dork. He's like, I think I know what demons can do. I am part of the church. Go away, young lad. He's like, bitch, check out these vestments. I know a thing or two about a thing or two when it comes to demons, motherfucker. So So alright, so so you're a heretic by the church, which means Templars are constantly trying to kill you. And the demons are also trying to kill you because they don't want you to expose them because Ramza actually knows about the demons because he saw one firsthand. Is his brother a demon? No, his brother. His brother eventually becomes a demon, but not at first. Okay. His brother is just his brother is just naturally evil. (laughs) 
He was born. Uh, he was born so, under that same sign that made Michael Myers a murderer. Pretty much. Well, no, because the priest he kills turns into a demon when he confronts him. So he kills a demon, and then he's like, "No, no, no!" The the priest turned into a demon, and they're like, and they're like, they think he's lying. Basically, he's like, "The priest turned into a, a demon, and I totally had to kill him in self defense." And then he turned back into his regular form once he's done. You know, I totally didn't kill him in cold blood or anything, and they think, no, you you killed him in cold blood. Yeah, yeah, come on, you fucking dumbass. Demons don't work like that. Yeah, pretty much. Demons don't go into the fucking material plane. What the fuck are you talking about? So, so he, so the church, both sides, so both the evil, the evil side of the church and the the manipulated side of the church are both trying to kill him. Meanwhile, he's trying to stop the bloody war from destroying the world because the while this is all going on, by the way, the two lions are still having their war. And like the the land is being ruined and peasants are dying by the day. And with all that and going uh, well, on, is, prom is on Friday. Yeah, and while that's going on, Delita goes to one of the he he basically he uh, he manages to bluff his way into one of the guy's armies, convinces him that his trusted advisor tried to betray him, kills him so he can become a trusted advisor, and basically manipulates it so that everyone in in secession for the throne except this one princess that he meets and kind of sort of maybe has a crush on or maybe he's manipulating her they're never quite clear make sure they all die <laughs> and then when the and then when the prince is all alone he's like i guess i'm not king and he's like nope and then he stabs him and uh, <laughs> then he basically he basically convinces the whole kingdom to make him king using this woman as his wife <laughs> Oh, that's so dumb. It works. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, yeah, of course it fucking does. But just like, it's like, hey, just kill everybody. Hey, I'm kicked out. No, I ain't, bitch. Yeah, well, I mean, he he gives him a well. I mean, he he basically he manipulates him to where like in order for him to become king, he'll have to order his men to like. I think he has to. He basically. He gets it so that Ramza like floods a plane and then like the evil well he's not evil, but like the prince in desperation, he's like, I'll send my men to drown if they must. And then like he's like, Oh, so you're saying you don't care about your men. Okay, I'm gonna kill you then. So then he's able to like basically murder him and get away with it. Because he made the prince look like a public fool of himself who didn't care about his soldiers. Did you like record it and broadcast it out to the world, or was it just they were just in the public square when this happened? No, no, he just he did he did it in front of a bunch of important people that like would spread the word for him. Okay, yeah, it would it would make. I didn't I didn't have that aspect of it. I thought it was just like, just like he just like walking outside. I was like, hey guys, just killed the prince. He was a dick. No, no, he no, he doesn't. He does it in front of like you know, a bunch of senators like, and shit. Yeah, so there. Yeah, so he's basically he's like, well, we can't trust this guy. He was going to get us all killed. He's like, you need the princess, and the princess needs me, so I should be king. And they're basically like, eh, fair yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, that tracks. I mean, the other princes, the, I mean, the princes are dead, so we need somebody. Might as well be him. Mean, yes. Meanwhile, on the other side, on the other lion, Ramses' evil brother is pretty much doing the same thing, i.e. making sure everyone in line of secession for the throne conveniently dies. And then he also kills his prince, except he just, he does it secretly. Like, he makes it so that, like, I think basically he has it so that like the prince's army is hit by a poison attack from like this mage or something. I'm not quite sure how that happened. And the prince is like weak from poison but still alive, so he stabs him with a knife and then says, "Oh, this this assassin here did it." Can we stop really? talking about the plot to Final Fantasy Tactics? 
Yeah. All right. And then Ramsey kills his brother. <laughs> and, uh, okay. So Ramsey kills his brother because he, be- this is, this is when he becomes possessed by a demon, by the way. I love it. Just so, like, hey, can uh, we stop talking about it? Yeah, sure. So anyway, here's the rest of the plot. I have to, I have to finish now. I'm almost done. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. So, so Ramza kills him. And that means the leader can become king. And then Ramza also goes, stops the, de- kills the demons, stops their plot, saves his sister. But, um, he's still a heretic and the church doesn't want to admit that they were outplayed by demons. So he goes down in history as, uh, uh, uh he, he goes down in history as a heretic who killed a priest and then basically died in obscurity. Even though he actually manages to sneak out of the country and live a happy life, like just not being in history books. So at the end of the day, Delete is king with a dead sister, no friends because he tricked or killed them all, but he's king and he's kind of miserable. Meanwhile, Ramza basically threw every chance to get ahead in life away, but he still has his sister and he still has a happy life just doing good deeds in the countryside. And basically the moral of the story is who was the real hero and who did the right thing. But obviously it's Ramza. I mean, naturally. Well, no. That, that, that's, okay, that's, well, always, no, that's always the lesson. It's, it's, the lesson is, fuck power, be happy. Pretty much. Well, you know, the, the lesson is, who is the happier man? The guy the guy who went down in history as a heretic who died, but, like, had lots of friends and family and, you know, lived a happy life? Or the guy who was famous as king but was miserable? So so, so, the, so the lesson is, who's the, who's, the, who's the happy guy? The guy who's happy or the guy who's sad? Who's who knows, who's the happy guy? The the guy who has nothing but is happy with his friends, or the guy who nope, has you, everything but is lonely. You just you're just saying who's the happy guy, and then describing one of the guys is happy. Yeah, so you're answering the question I yourself. Am. I mean the game. I mean the game's the game's not really trying to. The game is really like, like Ramza is the much happier guy. This the game's not really calling that into question. Yeah, I know. I I wasn't I wasn't thinking that it was. Yeah, no. Oh, and then to top it all off, at the very end of the game, Delita kills the princess. Of course, he fucking does. Because she tries to kill him. Of course she fucking does. Why not? She, Everyone. She tries. She, she tries. Well, no, she tries to kill him because she, she thinks that like he was just manip- manipulated her and was going to kill her. So he kills her in self-defense. But then he's like, I, w- I wasn't really going to kill you, though. Honest. And then he's just kind of like, oh, well, everyone I know and love is dead or gone now. Huh? I wonder how Rams is doing. And then that's basically where it ends. <laughs> and Rams is just somewhere drinking, hanging out with his, hanging out with his sister. Right? Ramsey's with his sister and his many potential love interests and his, like, you know, night bro just drinking and, you know, having a good time. And just broing out, being bros. Anything else you're playing? uh, No, that's about it. I'm still working on Cold Steel. Alrighty then. I'm playing then. On to news. So, first up... The creators of Parappa the Rapper and Guitaru Man are teaming together for a new project called Project Rap Rabbit. Is it a rapper that plays a guitar? Uh, no, it is a rabbit who has a motorcycle with a little frog thing and raps, I think. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. It is a story-driven rhythm action-adventure game. And it's a whole Yeah, it's a whole new IP. Not really based on either thing, just, hey, these guys made rhythm games, now they're making a different rhythm game together. So the game currently has a Kickstarter up and running. 
Uh, oh, no. Yes, it does. At time of release, at time of recording, uh, they have raised about 10% of their goal. Uh, they're trying to raise 855,000 pounds. And have currently raised 85,000 pounds. I don't know about this. Kickstarter is going to be think of Mighty Number no. 9. They have about a month left, a little over a month left to go. And already they're kind of running into a bit of a thing where one of their stretch goals was in order to get it released on Switch. I think it was around like four some million for that. Then an update so happened. What were uh, they going to release? Then what were they going to release it on without Switch? Um, PC, PS4. Yeah, PC and PS4. Oh, okay. Yeah. And let me see if I can actually just scroll down to find their other stretch goals. I think I scrolled past them at some point. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, as it is, it's just PS. As it is, just PS4 and Steam. But they, but had they raised a certain amount of money, they would have released it on Switch as well. But then they updated their uh, Kickstarter page today with an update saying that they will that they have uh, removed the Nintendo Switch goal. Oh wait, no. Well, I guess we won't be getting wait. it for Switch then. No wait, actually, fuck. This is there was a, there was an article that I read about this that ha- they fucking said like yeah, so we got we fucking removed that that. But uh, no, actually, apparently, it's a significantly lower Switch goal in that they are prioritizing a Switch version. So the huh. exact opposite of what I just said. They removed the stretch so goal. Ignore all that. Yeah, they removed the stretch goal in order to prioritize a Nintendo Switch version. Yeah, you're back. I can hear you. Yeah, sorry about that. I uh, hit it, clicked wrong. Continue. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, there will be a Switch version um, prioritized above the other versions. Uh, they are currently still like rejiggering things and getting new stretch goals and stuff. But for now, this is happening. Sounds maybe interesting. If you're interested, it is once again Project Rap Rabbit. Check that out if you check that out if you're interested. Moving on. Have they done anything since either of those games? Not really, I don't think. Uh, let me check. I didn't think so. I'm surprised they're still around. Hmm. So, Innis. Oh no, wait, they did. Um, they did. Uh, so Innis, the developer of it, they did Elite Beat Agents and a bunch of the Lips games. Oh, okay. Well, Elite Beat Agents was popular, so. I guess they do have things to do. Yeah. Huh. And then the guys uh, who did uh, Parappa the Rabbit, I mean, Parappa the Rapper, Rapper, uh, they did um, Vib Ribbon. That's about it. I never heard of that game, but at least they did something. Yeah. People fucking love that game, apparently. So anyway. According to sources speaking with uh, Kotaku... Uh, BioWare Montreal, the developers of Mass Effect Andromeda, 
uh, has been scaled down from main. Oh, yeah, I've read that. Yep, and they're also putting the uh, Mass Effect series on the back burner for a bit. I guess Andromeda didn't do very well. Apparently not. Too bad. Yes, yeah, so um, a good number of people uh, from the from Mass Effect from Bioware Montreal are being switched over to EA Motive, also based in Montreal, uh, to work on the next Star Wars Battlefront game, which is Star Wars Battlefront Two. Okay. While those remaining at Bioware uh, Montreal are to um, help support Bioware's other new games, including new intellectual property, um, including the new intellectual property, intellectual property. I keep I keep putting the I there because I keep I want to say IP. Uh, yeah, so the new IP codenamed Dylan and Dragon Age, I assume, because that actually did good. Maybe. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, we're expecting that we might see some more stuff about Dylan E3 this year, which is a month away. Yeah, I've never even heard of that IP actually. Yeah, it's brand new. Do we know anything about it besides it's called Dylan? It's being developed by Bioware Edmonton, huh? With help from Bioware Austin, huh? Well, that's kind of sad in a way. Yep. I used to like Mass Effect. So when we reached out for comment uh, by Kotaku, um, a statement was released that is attributed to studio director of Bioware Montreal, Yannick Roy, which reads, quote, Our teams at Bioware and across EA put tremendous effort into bringing Mass Effect Andromeda to players around the world. Even as Bioware continues to focus on the Mass Effect Andromeda community and live service, we are constantly looking at how we're prepared for the next experiences we will create. The teams in EA Worldwide Studios are packed with talent, and more than ever, we are, driv- we are driving collaboration between studios on key projects. With our Bioware and Motive teams sharing studio space in Montreal, we have Bioware team members joining Motive projects that are underway. We're also ramping up teams on other Bioware projects in development. There will be much more to come from Bioware in the years ahead. Yeah, that does... It's a good thing. It's like looking at it, it's a good thing that nobody really lose their lost their job. Cuz yeah, this That's, Yeah, you, you, yeah, it could have been bad. Yeah, usually when like a big studio like kind of fucks the dog on a like fucks screws the pooch on a project like this, that studio gets downsized heavily. Or even if it's just a Tuesday guess, or something. I guess they don't want to give up on it completely. Yeah, I mean like they they need like a fucking I guess they just need support staff and yeah, I mean, if you already have somebody else in a studio, if you, like if you have two fucking development houses in one studio space, might as well bring some fuckers over. Anywho, moving on to next piece of news: Devolver Digital, who are kind of becoming the king of kings of indie publishing, has announced that they will be having an E3 press conference this year, which is. Odd. Why? Why is it odd? Because they're an indie publisher. Like Devolver Digital is a like Devolver Digital is a studio that has been putting out games for a while now. They put out um, they put out a whole bunch of fucking games, and so like yeah, they are a fairly big 
thing in the industry, but not to a level of like what you would expect of somebody who has a fucking E3 press conference. Like they aren't a fucking Ubisoft or a, they aren't a Ubisoft. They aren't an EA. They aren't a fucking Bethesda. They are just this weird fucking studio that releases like good games, but not the kind of things that you expect to have a full press conference. Like these guys up until now, they've only had a sizzle reel. Just like whenever they, whenever like the bigger studios or like Sony or whatever, we had their press conference. They'd just be like five minutes in there that is just a fucking sizzle reel of the upcoming Devolver Digital Games. Well, either they've really made it lately or they just didn't have anyone else to fill that spot. There's the game that they released called Genital Jousting where you play as a penis trying to insert yourself into the butthole that is the balls of another penis. Are all their games like that? No, the other games are like Hot Mind Miami or fucking Downwell. Oh. Or Broforce. Or, wait, the Talos Principle? What the fuck? Apparently they released the Talos Principle. I did not know that. Well, now you know. But yeah, also like Shadow Warrior. That's another one of theirs. This is just weird. I mean, not not bad, just wasn't expecting it. What is weird and bad though is the upcoming is the upcoming game Sonic Forces. It was just How bad. Um you can create and play as your own custom Sonic the Hedgehog character. So it's Sonic the Hedgehog Xenoverse. It's Sonic the Hedgehog original character do not steal. Oh boy. Are they all hedgehogs? No, you can be a hedgehog, a bird, a bear, a cat, a dog, a rabbit, and a wolf. Each of them have their own unique abilities. You'll also be able to customize the character's look with accessories. Um, and equipment and as well as equipment and gadgets and shit uh, with something that they just stole from Sonic Colors. Or I guess not stole, adapted from Sonic Colors. You can also play with both classic Sonic and modern Sonic. This trailer oh looks like somebody put a lot of effort into inserting their own fucking OC into a Sonic the Hedgehog cutscene. Because it's a fucking red fox, red red fucking whatever, with with like olive green gloves, just like ass loads of pouches and big old hipster glasses that don't even. At least even, it's not cold steel. Yeah, like they don't even actually fucking go over his ears. They just it's like puts them on. They're resting on his fucking face, and the and the fucking arms of them just go back on his head, resting on nothing. So this is coming to Switch, PC, PS4, and Xbox One. It's coming out later this year, supposedly. Moving on. I think I'll be passing on that one. Yes. Good. CBSoft has announced a bunch of new fucking games coming. Uh, first up, Far Cry 5. 
Uh, we don't really know much about it other than it's Far Cry Five, uh, and that'll be and that it will be releasing them in the current fiscal year. So we have until March thirty first, twenty eighteen, before okay. that game is not before that game is out, according to Ubisoft. We'll be learning more about that game uh, very soon, according to Ubisoft, which means E three. They also announced The Crew 2. You know, the sequel to The Crew? That racing game that was a thing for a while, I think? Vaguely. I didn't think it really deserved a sequel. Well, apparently it does, because apparently it had 10 million registered players. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. I That's fucking weird as shit. I didn't think it was that good. It wasn't. Yeah, so that's what's coming out this fiscal year. And Ubisoft has also confirmed that during this fiscal year as well, there will be a new Assassin's Creed game. I think they're kind of running out of ideas. No, really? You couldn't tell. Yeah, so of the in terms of like actual announcement for this thing, uh, all we know is that they all we know about it is that there is a GIF released that just says a new era begins with the assassin thing in gold. Probably getting more about that once again at E3, which is next month. All right. Anyway, final piece of news. Uh, so you remember Phantom Dust, that thing that was happening. I, I kind of sort of remember the name. What what was it? So Phantom Dust was an Xbox original game. It came out a while back, and then at E3 a few years back, they released. They got like showed a trailer that seemed to be pointing towards a new Phantom Dust game. Then nothing happened with it. Then that game died, and the studio got shut down. Then it was said, hey, we're getting a remaster of the original game. And that came out today, apparently. For free. So it's basically Duke Nukem Forever now. Not even. like It, it would be like if Duke Nukem Forever was uh, just, hey, so we made this game for like fucking 15 years. Then we shut it down, canceled it entirely, and then just up the fucking original game and released that. Oh, so that's even worse. Yes, it is, but it's free. Well, at least it's free. At least, at least they're like, "Hey, we're lazy," but at least we're not going to charge you for it. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a Windows Play Anywhere thing. Uh, it's released on Xbox One and Windows Ten. Uh, cross save, cross down. I don't fucking know. I don't know how Windows Ten Play Anywhere thing works. Just uh, Phantom Dust got weird. <laughs> like, was there even that big a fucking? cry for it? I don't even remember that fucking game coming out on the original Xbox. I I only remember hearing the name at some point. I couldn't even tell you what the game was about. Yeah, it came out in 2004. And was an action strategy game with elements of collectible card games. So it's RE Chain of Memories? Yeah, maybe. Except the RE Chain of Memories was actually, you know, not too bad. 
Yeah, and apparently this isn't either. Like, uh, looking at reviews, it's sitting at, like, around an 8 out of 10. Well, it was 2004. There wasn't there wasn't much competition back then. Yeah, that's fair. RE Chain of Memories wasn't even out yet. Anyway. What other news? New releases for this week. Um, Akiba's Beat is coming to PS4 and Vita. You got Farpoint for PS4 VR, I believe. The Surge, which from what I've heard is kind of like steampunky Dark Souls. Got a new cooking, Mama. Disgaea 5 complete for Switch, if you're into that. And also there's a game called Injustice 2, which, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be that big a deal. It's got some bat guy in it or something. Yeah, yeah, some guy with an S, some girl with an S this time. That's the big, that's the big selling point, I think. Nah, fucking, fucking SJWs forcing their fucking gender norms and our shit. I know, right? Yeah. Anyway, next week, got the remastered version of Darksiders coming to Wii U. And the thing that people actually care about, Vanquish, coming to Steam. That was that was really weird what they did with Vanquish. What they do? So they so they so they released Vanquish. Uh, for those who don't know, Vanquish was a third person shooter that was released a while back by Platinum. It was this fucking really well beloved game. And after it was released, people were like, hey, it's going to ever come to PC, ever come to PC. And then just fucking nothing for a while. Then they released Bayonetta on Steam. And I think inside Bayonetta's like source, like, you know, source files and stuff, they just found a fucking JPEG image of the Vanquish helmet. And like a week later, Vanquish was announced on Steam. That was clever. And else, like that, that initial image wasn't even in like Van- wasn't even in like Bayonetta Steam proper. They released an update specifically to add that to the fucking game, as well as you know other tweaks and stuff. But that was included in that update. So was it like the random picture of Metal Gear Ray you get in Portable Ops? <laughs> I guess. I don't know, man. These Platinum's fucking no, weird, it was, dude. It was v- it was VR missions. If you if you one hundred percent VR missions, all of a sudden like you get this random piece of technical art that like goes away after thirty seconds. It was Metal Gear Ray because Metal Gear Solid Two wasn't out yet. It would have been funny if it was a, if it was a picture of Snake and then like for like the last couple frames before it disappears, it just turns into Raiden. No, nobody nobody knew what it meant. I was like, what is this? And then it turned out it was a fucking game about a. Semi-naked, semi-cyborg ninja man. Yeah. That was the big surprise. Yeah. And I remember, I remember watching somebody play through that game and just their reaction of just like, yeah, so he's coming in here looking like Snake and then he rips off his face and is riding. And he's like, ah, fuck, god damn it. Anyway. That's good for this week. Thank y'all for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks time with the episode of the Nestor Prods.com video games podcast. 
In between now, they're going to be having our regular run these baby reviews podcasts. All kinds of bullshit, but until then, I'm dead. And Alex. We will. See you guys next time. Bye-bye.